I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is I'm just that sad. Is sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. Well, um, so I'm I'm really excited. I think uh, today we've got a, a guest joining us who's had a, a tremendous impact on many guys uh, in F3 Omaha. But um, you know, I remember his first workout uh, running at uh, Paradise Island. I remember um, when he uh, took over the shuttle flag at uh, Red Wings, and and I remember several. Um, just COTs and, and actually one of my favorite prayers ever comes from this man. Uh, so FDIC, uh, we're, we're really excited to have you here. And I, I wonder if you would just um, tell us how it started. Tell us who brought you out, what that first workout was like, and um, where's the, where does the name FDIC come from? Um, yeah, so I had a New Year's resolution that I was trying to work out and tried to go to the Y for a bit. And uh, it was rough. It was the middle of winter. I had nobody holding me accountable. And I had ended up running into Ponzi and Baby Grand at a church function. And uh, I was like, hey, Baby Grand, you look like you've lost about 20 pounds. I hadn't seen him in about six months. And so Ponzi's like, you want to know how he did it? And so then they told me about this F3 thing. And I was like, yeah, this is pretty stupid, but uh, I'll try it out. And so Ponzi told me to just pick a day and uh, in a location and to go ahead and show up. And I ended up to Paradise, which was like the running AO. And I hadn't worked out regularly in about 10 years. And so it was toward the end of January. It was cold. Um, I remember Plague was queuing. I just remember a lot of running. And... And that's all I remember. And I, and I remember I just kept apologizing like through the whole workout because I was so out of shape and I kept stopping like every so often. But uh, it was, you know, guys like the Plague and Ponzi and other guys that were like, hey, it's okay. You know, explain to me the credo. Um, leave no man um, behind me. Leave no man where you found him. And, you know, that kind of stuck with me. And so initially I, I had came to uh, the workout for that. And then the name that I got FDIC was, I don't think I gave much. I was pretty much brain dead by the end of the workout. And they're like, hey, you have to tell us some things about yourself. And so I'm just throwing stuff out there. And, and um, some names ended up getting thrown out. And then I said that I worked for a bank. So somebody threw out FDIC and that pretty much stuck. So, which... Uh, the only thing is there's no, you know, like memes or gifts or anything for FDIC. So whenever you get on like the group threads, I'm like, Thor has a cool one or like Sparty has like the Sparta one. And then FDIC, I'm like, I, I got nothing. So. I love that, man. I, uh, I remember that first workout and I, I can vividly remember kind of that run back to the shovel flags and just you really being like oh, i'm sorry you guys had to wait and you know we're like dude we you know we're not leaving anybody behind this is what we do um and you're, you're a part of the group now and i just remember 
Um, that'd be a really cool moment. I, I, I think too, um, one of my favorite things is, is you, you came into the group, you know, there's, there's sort of this saying of like, every man needs F3, but F3 needs every man. And, and you, you already had really strong um, background in your faith and had, had done a lot of growth and development there. Um, I also, I feel like you um, have always done a really good job just prioritizing your family appropriately. And so being able to learn from you over the years has been really cool. Um, but I, I'm curious, what, what are some of your memories or some of the things just the last couple of years? Because um, you've been three years now, right? Or two years, two or three? Uh, so about two and a half years. Two and a half. Um, so, so a couple of my memories that I remember is uh, the first workout. I came for the workout, but the thing that really kept me coming back and I didn't really know that I needed was the connection with the other guys. But then my first workout, we did Q-Source and that really stuck with me, um, being in that type of environment and guys really being vulnerable. Um, along with that, I just remember the first couple of stories like khakis, I think he had joined like a month or a month and a half before and just his story really touched me and i know plague you were coming out of some stuff too and the way that you were vulnerable and just sharing your story and that really stuck with me just the impact that f3 had on people and plus guys were very vulnerable and sharing their testimonies uh, a few other things was the um the april fools that ponzi shared at his, at what happened at Burke, and then also at Red Wings. That was just, that was crazy. Um, a couple other things that stuck out is uh, mac and cheese and myself almost killing Waffle House a couple times at the Canyon. So uh, just pushing him like pretty much as fast as we can on his wheelchair. And that wheelchair tips over pretty easy if you end up hitting bumps. And so it was like two or three weeks in a row that we toppled Waffle House. And you know Waffle House, if you've listened to his interview, he's just such full of joy. And it was so funny, he's toppling. And then before we can even ask him, you know, like, oh, are you okay, Waffle House? He looks up and he's like, are you guys okay? You know, that was just as hard. Um, is to making sure that we were okay, even though he was the one that was face first into the ground. Um, so those are just a couple of things that, you know, stand out to me over a couple of years of being a part of F3. That's awesome, man. I, you know, Waffle is that, uh, it doesn't surprise me that that would be his, his response. And, um, you know, you've, you've become a regular down at the Canyon and I, I know a passion of yours is, is really, um, kind of in the realm of youth ministry or, or discipleship of, of um, people and, and men. And I, I'm curious, you know, do you feel like, have you um, had that opportunity within F3 to really connect with guys and, and sort of disciple or, or minister or um, what's been your experience through F3? Has that been something you've got to partake in? So it's not something that I've, actively pursued is seeking out like certain individuals and be like, oh, I'm going to disciple you or I'm going to mentor you um, rather than just connecting with guys when they are going through or dealing with certain things uh, in that particular season of their life. And so it's been more organic or natural uh, connections with guys and maybe walking with through, walking with them through different things in certain seasons for a period of time. 
Um, you know, I do have guys that I regularly, you know, connect with and, and things like that. Um, but that's really how it's been um, connecting with, with F3 is more uh, organically or grassroots rather than intentional, like youth ministry and things like that. Yeah, I love that. that. That's been my experience too. You know, I think some of the, like if you've ever done Campus Crusade or some of those things um, in college, I remember doing that. And, and there's this key element of like, you've got to have a relationship with people before you start talking about, you know, faith and, and you know, developing that sort of discipling or mentoring relationship. I, um, I wonder if, um, you know, just as you're reflecting on kind of where you were and, and where you're at now, what what would you say as far as the first, second, and third F, where, where were you, where are you now, maybe where are you going, if you don't mind reflecting on that for us? Yeah, so first F, um, I'm kind of in a season where I've cut down the number of days that I'm posting um, just because of other types of demands, you know, up late, trying to spend time uh, with my wife, homework with kids, uh, the ministry that I'm involved in is just asking a lot of additional time. So um, so I'm posting about four days a week and I'll try and get a couple of pre-runs in there. And so that's for this particular season of my life now. And that changes from season to season, depending on what's going on. So, so I would think, um, you know, we, we can always choose to improve or be as active as we want to in, in all particular three areas. Uh, second F, I would think, I would say that I need to do a better job of connecting with guys kind of outside of the workouts. I do try to hit cafeteria pretty much after every workout, just a chance to connect with guys. Um, you, you know, sometimes we can feel that we're not doing enough with connecting with other people. Um, but TC had a really interesting statement when he was kind of taking a look at his um, new resolution or his word and his word was impact and he explained it as whenever he is engaging with someone or spending time with someone he wants to be able to make the biggest impact in that moment and I've kind of taken that on myself is hey I can't I may not have the time or the ability to do all of these things all the time but when I do have those moments connecting or engaging with individuals I want to make sure that I do have an impact and they feel that um, you know that they're being loved and and I'm intentionally um, listening and spending time with them in the moment that I just may not have outside of that moment right then and there um, and then from a third F, that's probably my, you know, biggest thing uh, that pretty much consumes most of my life that everything flows out of. And um, for that, um, you can always grow in your faith. The, the biggest thing that I love about F3 is um, regardless of whatever your faith is, the way that you see it growing is um, what I would explain it is the fruit um, and, and what that looks like, whoever you're impacting, wherever you're at, and it's going to look different from person to person. Um, and so that's kind of where I'm at for my first, second, and third off in this season of my life. That's, that's awesome, man. And I, I hear you. You can always feel like you can accelerate or do better in the fitness aspect or, or the second half. You, you may feel like you're lacking in this season of your life in one aspect, but then you just recalibrate and then it becomes a new season for you. And then 
you refocus, you you kind of step back, look where you at, where do you want to be, um, and F3 kind of gives you those tools to do that. Um, you know, I, I remember when we first started the, the Bible study, um, when it first became a thing in, during COVID, you were, you were in on that and, you know, trying to accelerate that, that third F piece. And, you know, second F comes along with that being a small group of guys sitting there talking about the, about the word. Um, I guess, how do you think F3 has helped accelerate you in, in those areas and not just the first F, but the second and third F as well? So uh, I think the second F, and it, for anyone that's read Free to Lead, and, and I know from the past interviews that you finally got around to reading it, Pony, so uh, nobody that's can bash you on right. that anymore. Um, and, and I love the way that it explains is when you reach a certain time or a certain period in your life, uh, that guys tend to have a small or non-existent number of relationships and how important it is. And so that's something that's definitely been important and F3 has shown me is the importance of those relationships and having other guys as we tend to uh, go through the sifter in certain periods and seasons in our life um, and how important it is that we can be vulnerable um, like for those of us that are married or have a significant other you can't always share everything or walk through everything that you're dealing with with them and so that's really the importance of other guys um, to be able to share things with and also to hold you accountable in what you're communicating what your goals what you're trying to accelerate in um, f3 uh, as far as far as the third f the thing that i love about it is Everyone has different experiences on their own faith journey, whatever that looks like. And my journey is gonna be different than um, the near journey pony or plague journey or whoever's journey. And so just because your journey looks different than mine, what's helped me is taking a step back and appreciating your journey and choosing to learn through your experiences because for my beliefs and the way that you're experiencing for those that share you know the same faith that i do your journey is going to show and reflect a different side or a different aspect of god that i may not have experienced and so that is a chance for me to learn from a faith perspective who he is a different side a different nature of him that i may not have experienced and it just shows me greater appreciation in my faith as well. I love that. Um, I think a recurring theme that we've heard recently is the importance of those small groups, the book studies, the, any other types of second half or third half opportunities. You're getting a wide array of perspectives. Yep. You're, I mean, I, we just had a discussion with Bloodshot about, okay, well, he's a 47-year-old optometrist. What does he have in common with the 29-year-old kid from Oklahoma? Not a lot. And so it's very valuable to hear his perspective on something because it's going to be a more mature, more thought-out line of reasoning probably than someone my age would have. And so it's very valuable for me. And hopefully it's valuable for people that are older than me to hear my side of the story every now and then. Um, and so I, this is kind of another plug for, hey, these other events that are out there, other groups that are out there that, you know, F3 kind of nourishes, I would encourage people to take an opportunity to just 
figure out what that's all about. Go give it a chance. Um, but anyway, so I appreciate you sharing that piece. I guess the obviously another big mission of F3 is to plant, grow, and small, small workout groups for the reinvigoration of male community leadership. Um, and leadership being, you know, leading a workout or taking on a, on a site like you did. And I'm kind of curious as to, as to what went into your thought process there of taking on uh, Red Wings and how that went for you. Uh, so initially, Plague had asked me to take over Paradise, and, uh, and the, it just wasn't the right season to, to do that. Um, but that, so that was always in, in the back of my mind and it kind of gave me confidence that, Hey, I do have what it takes to, uh, to lead a site. And so shortly after that, maybe a few months later down the road, um, Honey Stinger, he approached me as far as potentially leading Red Wings. And, uh, I will admit I did hate doing the Murph. I was like, man, this is an intense workout and having, you know, and being the site queue really meant being intentional and doing it every single week. And um, so I went ahead and accepted, um, you know, we kind of had some dialogue and, and understanding about that. But the thing about the Murph site is the Murph site pretty much runs itself. All you have to do is worry about getting guys on the queue um, and the workouts pretty much already done. The thing that I love about the Murph is it is the most physically challenging workout and uh, trying to get that as an opportunity to get guys on the queue that um, maybe didn't have the confidence to come up with their own workout, but at least it was kind of a starter workout for them to help them build and gain that confidence so that they knew the beginning and ending part down. And so now the next step for them to lead at a different site um, would be for them to, hey, I already got the confidence in, in these portions of the workout. Now I have that additional confidence that I can come up with my workout and lead uh, a workout at an additional site. Um, so, so I love being a site queue. Um, for me, as you're pretty much aware, is the six is a big thing for me. Um, it just really connected with me at that first workout. And that's something that I am generally known for is, is picking up the sick, connecting with it. And so that's one thing I loved about the Murph is when new guys came in and they were choosing to make that decision to participate in one of the most physically demanding workouts, um, being able to pick them up, encourage them and see their progress from where they came and that encouragement. Um, and that's something that, that I just love to do. So um, so that was another reason for being able to take that on. And then um, I know at some point uh, we ended up adding the Smurf workouts. And, um, and so that was kind of something that Rancid and myself uh, kind of jumped into at Red Wings. And, and, it's, and one thing that's kind of funny is Rancid hasn't been here for a while. And for a lot of the new guys that are maybe listening to this, whenever we do American Hammers Rancid style, they may not have any idea what Rancid style means, um, but it was actually Rancid that he was a guy who posted. And so him and I uh, started doing Smurf workouts there and then that grew. And, and it's been super awesome just to see the different Murph sites uh, throughout, um, you know, F3 Omaha and the whole Smurf and the Murph thing and how that's grown. Yeah, we, we certainly are appreciative of your leadership. I know it kind of takes a lot to, 
to take that first step and then to see it through for a year, a year and a half, however long it takes you to find a replacement or, or when your time has ended. Um, you know, we haven't really asked this of any of our interviewees, but I know you recently handed off to Convoy um, and kind of passed the flag on. Um, I guess maybe we could get some insight from you of what you were looking for um, when you were looking for a replacement. Um, I think some of the newer packs may, that may be looking for a leadership role may find that valuable. I think for me, um, obviously, I was looking for a guy who was invested in that particular site. And there was a number of guys that ended up posting time and time again. Um, a number of those guys had previously been site cues. And so they really didn't have the mindset or wanting to take on that queue type role again. And so trying to get an idea of, okay, who hasn't been a site queue before? Who is really invested in the site? And that uh, we've just seen kind of the different values that embody that particular site. I mean, you go from site to site, you're gonna see certain things emphasized like Combine is known as, um, you know, the, the, the site for the, hard, the hardest working AO, you know? And so the things that you take into account, um, like for Red Wings is, you know, it was very important to me to find a guy who um, kind of carried on some of those same values that I tried to implement that I helped carry over from, you know, Honey Stinger um, and, th and things of that nature. And um, so Convoy, you know, really fit all of those. And I had a conversation with Convoy and he was excited, wanted some time to think about it. And uh, so he was all in on that one. And so, um, yeah, so I think Combo was an awesome choice. He's done a great job stepping up and uh, just to see guys continue to flourish uh, under his leadership. Well, that, that's, a, that's a great question, Pony. I appreciate you asking that because, um, yeah, I'm sure there are some guys out there that would be interested in uh, kind of what, is, what are those criteria uh, look like? Hey, um, something I wanted to ask you about or maybe just give you a hard time about because this, this is my favorite prayer and, and you totally just did it on the fly. Um, but I'll never forget that that first really cold winter. And, you know, we're in a bald man and, and uh, FDIC, we take us out in prayer and he just you just said, uh, thank you, God, for the cold because it helps us to know that we're alive. Uh, and, and I still love that today, just that mentality uh, of like, you know, we get to do this, we get to be alive. And, and so we don't care how cold it is, but uh, tell me what that sort of means to you or what, um, what's behind that, uh, that prayer, just that simple, simple prayer. I think it really is just that, taking um, joy in the small things that we, uh, for me, it's all about mindset and how we choose to react to certain things. It's a big portion of uh, my faith. Uh, you know, Romans 12, 2 is to not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And through that, as you renew your mind, it's just a different outlook and a perspective of the way that you can view and engage with anything. And so we can take something such as cold, you know, especially during polar bear week, when it's 20 some below and you can be appreciative that you're able to be out there um, or you can sit there and complain and grumble because really at the end of the day the only thing that you can control is how you react to uh, anything that happens and yeah I think um, one thing is 
you know, Waffle House really uh, rubbed off on me on that and just his joy and just his personality um, and kind of shaped the way that I tended to look at certain things as well. So, so just trying to go throughout the day and small things such as that as being appreciative for those opportunities um, and how we choose to react to those. That's fantastic. I, I still love that. And I've, I've stolen that prayer several times, just so you know. <laughs> I, I have prayed that prayer because uh, it's really a great reminder of just like, hey, it's cold, but we get to be out here, you know, and, and we're pretty yeah. darn lucky for that. Um, you know, I'm curious, and, and Pony kind of hit on this a little bit, but um, what is it that uh, that keeps you coming back? Because you're still consistent and you, you've, you know, put some things in, in the right order as far as Concentrica. And, and so you're posting, you know, um, Four times a week, he said, but but still really regularly, and and you're still engaged. So, what's been the thing that's kept you um, coming back over the years? Um, really, for me personally, um, I know uh, in Food Leader talks about like the workouts, the glue, and um, or so so the workout gets people there. The fellowship is a glue, and then the dynamite is a third F. Uh, for for me, I do try to engage in certain third F. F activities from F3, but I also have a ton of other stuff that I'm doing outside of F3. So that's not necessarily what keeps me coming. Um, it, it's really the, uh, the fellowship portion is probably the biggest thing because um, that also holds me accountable from a workout perspective. Because I'll, I'll be honest, if I did not have F3 and I was trying to work out on my own, it, it probably wouldn't happen. Um, and the other thing that I love is just the relationship with the guys and the different uh, types of perspective, you know, the COTs, things of that. Um, just trying to take a step back and, and really assess those COTs and say, okay, is there something that I can take from this COT to apply to my life? Um, so the biggest thing for me is really the relationship and the fellowship with the guys is uh, what keeps me coming back. And hey, you get to work out and we get to drink a bunch of coffee. So yeah, a lot of coffee, right? Um, yeah. I I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, and there's something about just the in order for a guy to keep coming back to to F three, they've got to have some level of willingness to be vulnerable um and especially once they get to the point where they decide okay now i'm going to lead a workout right because planning the cot is is part of that and um i just haven't had any other experiences outside of f3 where where you you know guys that you you know um but don't know super well are willing to share that that you know certain parts of themselves with you and, and that's really um special and unique i think and, and getting to be a part of that is definitely what does it for me too um, you know, you so the the Murph is definitely a good site for guys to get their their BQ at. Um, I'm curious what other you know uh, what would you what would you say to some of those uh, those guys that are still afraid of, of the Murph? Uh, is it, it it is challenging, but but how do how would you convince somebody to come so out? So the. So the, the things that I love to explain is uh, I think we make the Murph as this most challenging. Thing. And just, you know, every guy wants to have their site as the biggest, the baddest workout site. And that's kind of the perception that the Murph puts out there um, for, for positive or negative. 
for me and the guys that do show up kind of the first time and you know when I was running with them or hopping them through the workout I would say yeah it's the most physically demanding workout but after the first two or three weeks it actually becomes one of the easiest workouts because mentally you know what's coming and so you've already been through one been through two physically and so mentally you know what's coming so it almost becomes an easier workout than if you're going to um you know a different beat down like today at main stage you know tonight's show was queuing and, and we had no idea and a lot of the workout consisted uh you know the pre thing was running bernie sanders for 15 minutes uphill and then you know, doing uh, monkey humpers whenever he blow, blows a whistle. And, you know, I hate Bernie Sanders. So, you know, and so you never really know mentally what's going to happen from workout to workout, which is almost sometimes a bigger challenge than the physical aspect of the Murph. Would, would you, so would you say Bernie Sanders is your least favorite exercise or what, what would, what would win that award? Um, I, I would say depending on how steep the hill is that you're doing them on, yes. So uh, so I've grown to become accustomed to burpees just because, uh, you know, you know you're going to do them and they're pretty much uh, a full body workout. Um, there have been some that I have despised. I know Biff loves like the, uh, the Dragos, the Ivan Dragos. And, yeah, and so there's some exercises that, if we were never see the light of day again, I, I wouldn't necessarily mind, but I think one of the ones that we consistently come back with or we see often that I'm just not the bigger fan of is, uh, is Bernie Sanders. So depending on how steep the hill is and how many times you end up doing them, they can just wreak havoc on your legs. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, 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 I thought for sure you were going to say hydraulic squats, but, uh, but we'll still give khakis a hard time about hydraulic squats nonetheless. Uh, what, um, so I, I think, um, you know, over the years you, you've invited numerous guys out and you've seen a lot of new guys come in, in and out of the, of the group. And, you know, as you think about just sort of insight or lessons learned or advice that you might give, you know, what, what advice would you give to a, either a new guy or um, maybe, maybe even, you know, an existing PAX member when they meet a new guy, like what, what sort of things um, should we be doing on, on either side of that? Like uh, just to keep guys engaged. I think that, yeah, the thing for me as far as PAX trying to uh, EH new members is I found that you kind of have to tailor your approach um, to whatever that particular person is dealing with at that moment of their life. You know, some people love the workout uh, and that's really what they're looking for. Other guys, maybe they're a rough patch in their life and you're appealing to that sad clown uh, within them um you know other you know other things maybe you know hey i'm looking for a group of guys that share similar values and so maybe that third off component kind of connect with them um a little bit so so i would say you know you really have to tailor your conversation and the way that you tend to approach guys to try and eh them in and just 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 keep after them um you never know um, how long it might take him to come in. And then for the new guys, I think the biggest advice uh, that I would have is um, just 
try and make a connection early on with people. I know that sometimes it's difficult for certain guys You come into a group of guys and they don't know what to expect and it's all new. Um, and, you know, but there, as long as you try and form some of those connections early on, and the biggest thing is to get used to is going to be that mental shift. Like for me, I came out in the middle of winter and, you know, I can't begin to tell you when the last time I had woken up at, you know, 4.45 to, to get to a 5.15, you know, workout prior to that. And so for me, it was about changing uh, my mentality and renewing my mind in that aspect. And sometimes that, sometimes it's a barrier and you have to break through uh, certain things. But at the end of the day, you can choose to make that decision. And if, and if you choose to just go into it, you know, just uh, the same thing as praying a prayer is, okay, thank you for the cold. You know, you're, you're making that choice uh, to commit to it. Um, that's definitely going to go a long ways. You know, the, the thing that took me several weeks of um, when I first started working out was just the tiredness, you know, and training my body to get up. But mentally, you know, I, I kept on making that decision, taking the red pill. Um, and so that's really the biggest thing is making those connections early on. And then uh, the mentality that you have on approaching it are going to go a long ways. I love it, man. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of valuable insight that you've shared with us. And I, like I said at the beginning, I'm I'm just grateful to know you. You know, I'm grateful for all of the the things that you've shared with the packs over the years. You know, I think um, something that uh, you know you you mentioned there is just you know, all of the things you're saying are, are really, um, simple, you know, so it's, so, so keep it simple, but, but stay committed, you know, is what is really what, what I'm hearing you say is like, um, don't make it too complicated in your mind and, and really just decide that you're going to do it. Um, and I, I love that because I think, um, after a while, you know, one, one day turns into two and, and then before you know it, you're a part of the group. And I think, um, that's, I, I think it's really, really good. Uh, insight for the new guy. Um, I wonder if uh, you mind if we take us out in the uh, name I'll yeah, start. All right. Brandon Flea Hardy, 35, the plague. Plague. The plague. John Whitworth, 30, Pony Express. Nice. <laughs> Nick Davis, 41, FDIC. CIC. Nice. I love it. Oh, that's great, man. Hey, uh, appreciate you. 